episode three of Duh the Podcast. Today we will go through Championship Sunday. Before we start, one programming note. Next Monday during the bye week, we will be previewing the Super Bowl, going through headlines, giving our picks, etc. All right, now on to segment we call We Couldn't Have Been More Right. Last week in our preview as a podcast, we made the following claims. Minus two and a half was a disrespectful line to the Eagles. They win 31-7. We all picked Eagles minus two and a half. We all had Chiefs money line when Vegas was calling it even. And we noted that the Bengals O-line luck was going to run out against KC. Specifically, we noted that KC would probably get five sacks. They had five sacks, one and a half from Frank Clark, and two from Chris Jones. Anything else that you guys remember? Um, I definitely, I mean, it's hard to say so early on in the game when he got hurt, but I think we all were pretty much on the fact that, you know, Brock Purdy, the uh, the magic, so to speak, was going to, kind of fizzle out this game. It's unfortunate that he got hurt, and I know it just got reported that he tore his UCL, which is, in baseball terms, that's typically uh, Tommy John time. Yeah, I saw he was out up to six months. Yeah, so obviously that's super unfortunate. Never want to see that, especially, you know, he was already the third-string quarterback. Um, so that happening so early on, it's kind of hard to say, but you can kind of tell that the Eagles' pass rush was just going to be Ridiculous, as yeah, they were it, throughout the entire game. It seemed like the link got to them, too. A lot of delay of games, a lot of false starts on the 49ers offense early. Yeah, that was my biggest takeaway, honestly, from both games, because Cincinnati was having a ton of trouble with that as well. I mean, Christ, so were the referees in the AFC Championship, but we'll get to that later. But, um, yeah, home field advantage was definitely very alive and well in both games. Yeah, we uh, can get on to the as, games now if you guys are ready. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did say the Eagles game possibly could be a blowout specifically. Um, kind of cheap considering the circumstances, but we'll talk about this later. But I think they would have won by two scores anyway. So I'll take the blowout claim on the way out. All right. Believe, so one of the – oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say I believe I was first on the docket for the NFC Championship. Yeah, so 49ers um, at Eagles, 31-7. to Eagles win. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, we kind of already touched on it as far as, like, pretty unfortunate that the injury happened such, like, so early in the game. Um, but kind of piggybacking off Colin, what you just said, um, I really don't think it would have made much of a difference in the outcome, the way things were going, the way Philly was able to still run the ball at will. Um, I don't think anyone was really expecting. I thought this was going to be a game that Jalen Hurts was going to have to win with his arm, um, which, I mean, he did make uh, clutch throws. Uh, he made every play he needed to make. But the fact that the Eagles were able to run the ball pretty effectively all day was pretty surprising to me. Um, honestly, I really just feel bad for Kyle Shanahan and that entire 49ers offense, you know, uh, Dealt with a lot of adversity already with injuries and for the season to end with some more catastrophic injuries is pretty, uh, gotta be pretty disheartening. But I also think it's a silver lining that they got as far as they did with that situation. Um, 
It's going to be interesting to see, though. You know, going into the offseason, they're probably losing to Nico Ryans. So, I, I don't know. They're, I feel like they're aging, but I also feel like they're still going to be right there cause, just because they are so well coached. But, uh, again, I feel like we kind of said this last week in the first episode as well. Like, hats off to Nick Sirianni. I feel like every step of the way he's proving people wrong. And he's, at this point, you got to acknowledge that he's top five coach in the NFL. But that's 100%. really all I had on the game. That's really all I had on the game specifically. It was just like, Super disappointing it went that way for the Niners, but also, like, they just seemed to really unravel. Um, penalties were an issue in both games, whether you want to blame that on the referees or the players, however you want to shake it. Um, the link was definitely a factor, kind of like what we said in the intro. But uh, overall, Philly deserves all the credit in the world. Yeah, I mean, two playoff games in – onto the Super Bowl with barely even breaking a sweat, regardless of how that happens, it's just impressive. I mean, 31 points against the Niners' defense, I mean, that, the QB's not even involved there. That's, I mean, they didn't even have to throw the ball to score 30, 31 points against that defense. They just ran it down. There. They knew they were going to run it. All they had to do was run it. It was very impressive from the offensive line of, of Philly. And it was it was everybody too, you know. It wasn't like it was just the Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders show. Like Gainwell and uh, Bryce, the other guy's name's escaping. Austin Scott. Austin Scott. Yeah, thank you. Like everyone got a got a taste, and uh, it was definitely pretty surprising. And then obviously, like on the first drive, it was just like we're gonna throw the ball to AJ Brown like six times. Yeah, I mean, outside of gameplay, I mean. 31-7, there's not too much to talk about there. As I was watching this game, I was starting to feel bad for the Niners. But then the way they ended the game, with all those stupid penalties, getting in fights, it was just, I mean, it took all bad feelings I had for them out. I was just like, I hope the fans of Philly wreck their shit later. Yeah, also tough look for Joey Bosa. Did you see that video? Oh, that, yeah, that, that bad luck. Fans, like, there was a hey man, like one of the Chargers playing today, and he just completely was unhinged. Not yeah, any, a good look. Anytime as an NFL player, you have to talk about how rich you are, you've lost. Hundred <laughs> percent. But granted, if you are like one of the star players on the Chargers, that kind of is the only thing you get to brag about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck the Chargers, always. I, um, as someone who called Shanahan a joke artist and predicted the Eagles to win by blowout, I don't feel nearly as satisfied as I want to. Like, this game was just kind of like you guys mentioned, too, with feeling bad for the Niners. It just got to a point where it wasn't even enjoyable to watch because it was just not close and they didn't have a chance. And I feel like the defense just hit their breaking point, like you said, with the penalties and not even the penalties as well, but just the fighting and Shanahan even on the sideline getting into it with the refs just because he's got to lay out his frustrations on somebody. I um, That's the crazy thing about this game. Um, like, literally, Jalen Hurts threw for, I think, 122 yards. I know he had a rushing touchdown as well, and his threat of just being out there affects the game, but... I mean, he had 122 yards passing against the number one defense in the league, and this was never even close. 
So yeah, in the second half, they didn't really have to throw. I mean, once they realized that the 49ers weren't going to be able to throw, it was pretty much don't turn the ball over and we'll be fine. And they definitely went into just a conservative run the ball. Don't turn it over. Don't make mistakes. And we walk to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I mean, our guy got in. You kidding me? Gardner (laughs) got some snaps. That's how bad it was. That's the crazy thing, though. It wasn't kind of like what you're saying, Colin, as far as like you weren't satisfied with it being a blowout. Like it wasn't a true blowout. Like, up until Josh Johnson got knocked out of the game and there was still – I mean, obviously he's no real threat to throw, but they, they still had this somewhat respect that they will throw the ball at some point. Like, I mean, McCaffrey had that touchdown. That that made it 7-7, I believe. I mean, the Niners' defense kept him in the game as long as they possibly could. But once it became like we're going to have to run the ball every single down and it just becomes a field position game, that's when the Eagles were just able to just completely roll them over. Because, I mean, the 49ers' defense – they were out there for Christ, it seemed like the entire game. Yeah, and Philly knew they were going to run the ball, but still impressive on them with people like Debo and Christian McCaffrey being the ball carriers. They, I mean, they did less than zero in the second half. It was anytime Debo touched the ball, it seemed like he was getting a loss. Yeah, no doubt. And I definitely think that falls on the coaching as far as allowing the team to kind of really get demoralized to that point. I mean, going into the second half, you have to feel like you're still right there in it. Um, but obviously when Johnston goes down as well, and then it just kind of seems like they weren't able to recover mentally, let alone on the actual field itself. Yeah, they were pretty, they were pretty undisciplined too throughout, even when the game was in reach, they were, you know, late hits there, you know, face mask here, holding penalty. It was just, you know, it was ugly. I would say that's on the coaching, ugly coaching from that aspect. Yeah, I feel worse for John Lynch than Kyle Shanahan, for sure. He's a great GM, and this is a great fucking roster. And um, I, 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 because, like, here's the thing. Don't kid yourself. The Niners were never going to win the Super Bowl. At least in my mind, they never were because of the head coach. But this roster is insane. And even with the Trey Lance pick debatably being horrible based on what they gave up to get him in their current QB situation, like, they are fine pretty much no matter what they do next year. So hats off to him. They had a great season with a catastrophe at quarterback. And I know that's credit to Shanahan and Brock Purdy also just actually being capable, not taking that away from him. But this game just got out of hand, but for all the wrong reasons. I want to push back on that just a touch because, I mean, I love John Lynch just as much as the next guy. but. To one, Kyle Shanahan's also a top five coach in the NFL. That's just can't be questioned. But two, you know, John Lynch trading three first round picks to go get Trey Lance as of right now, for all intents and purposes, is an abomination. And also the Solomon Thomas pick when they traded back when the Bears mm-hmm. took Trubisky. They also that draft, they took Solomon Thomas third. They if they really wanted their quarterback of the future. Um, albeit this is before Garoppolo's major injury woes, but like Mahomes and pre, you know, sexual assault, Deshaun Watson were there. So like John Lynch is not definitely does not have completely clean hands in this. Yeah, I actually forgot that reportedly Shanahan did want to draft Mac Jones. So he has <laughs> that mean, on his side. 
<laughs> yo, it's the, Mac, it's the Mac attack. What up? So good. If your quarterback has over one DUI, then he is automatically top 10 <laughs> in the NFL. That's just science. Just add Mac, it to the resume. Mac Jones has actually hammered that over for sure. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else on this game? No, um, other than uh, shout out Tommy John surgery. Uh, yeah, Brock. shout out. The Eagles are fucking good as shit. They would have won this game by I truly believe ten to fourteen points, even if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. So there's that. They're good. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I do feel like all Top. of our points were somewhat like heavy on like the Niners like kind of blowing it instead of the Eagles just coming out and winning the game. So I just want to clarify, like the Eagles would have won regardless. Yeah, I mean they they were dominating the game to start. Despite a seven to seven score, they were dominating. All right, so on to the AFC matchup. Bengals at Chiefs, twenty three twenty Chiefs win. Take it away. Oof. I guess I should just start by taking you to the visual from last week. The felony speeding, the assault rifle, and the night sky. But this time also just put me in the front seat, giving him the sloppiest top you've ever seen. So, now, just for everybody who's keeping track, third all-time, sole possession, I believe one sack in the Super Bowl, he will pass... Hmm, I got to check. I should have been more prepared, sorry. But I know he's in third place right now. And Frankie, if he gets one more, I believe will pass or at least tie Bruce Smith for second. And I believe I mean, Bruce Smith's at 14 and a half. I could be wrong. I think he's at 14. Yes, that's correct. And uh, Frank Clark's at 14 after after yesterday. God. So good. What a fucking animal. Anyway, yeah, so the the, the biggest highlight of – all right, well, I'm sure we're going to get into the ref show, so I'll just – I'll rebuttal you, Jay, when you want to start talking about the ref, so I'll come back in at the very end. But I think the better team won outright. I think they wasted even more opportunities than they had. I think the better team with the better quarterback uh, – one, despite a lot of mistakes, even though the Bengals finally had the turnover luck fall not in their favor, which was historical, basically, before this game. So the defensive line showed up. I set the line at four and a half sacks, got five, won the game. Chris Jones had a huge one late. Frankie was setting the tone early. Um, The receiver injuries are going to be Hopefully not a concern with two weeks off. We'll get more into that later. But Mahomes just proved he's the best in the world. And I'm not going to sit here and rattle off the too many statistics. But the fact that Hurts threw for 122 yards and a banged-up Mahomes. Well, now Hurts is banged up, too. Don't slaughter me for that. But three over 302 TDs with an egregious fumble, mind you. But 300-plus and two TDs on a sprained ankle with your top three receivers getting hurt, I mean, no one else is fucking doing that. Jay, specifically for you, 
The stats were good, and both of his touchdown throws, I would even argue, were high difficulty, especially that second one. So he played about as well as he possibly could. The defense showed up, and we finally got our revenge. Well, um, I just want to lead off with a couple things. First and foremost, let us all not forget, Josh, you were also a witness. Colin was vehemently against the Patrick Mahomes selection by the Chiefs. Now that that's out of the way, um, I think this game was just pretty, uh, for as competitive as it seemed, because I think these clearly after this season last are the two best teams in the AFC, as much as that pains me to say, being a Steelers fan and a diehard Josh Allen defender. Um, clearly the two best teams in the AFC. Both coaches, though, as much as, like, again, cream of the crop when it comes to coaching, I think Andy Reid's right there with Bill Belichick, both made a lot of questionable decisions that could have potentially uh, lost them this game. You know, whether it's Andy Reid with that horrific challenge early on. Or the um, lateral play, yeah. Yeah, the lateral play, which honestly was there if Travis Kelsey just, like, didn't throw it with his purse. Um, But then Zach Taylor, I think – um, after the third and 16 conversion to Hayden Hurst, who allegedly was not a weapon when he was on the Ravens, um, <clears throat> after that play, I thought for sure Cincinnati was going to go down the field and win the game. But then <laughs> after they got that first down, for some reason, the that next series of the play calling could not have been worse. And to have on third medium, the biggest down of your season, you're putting a backup tackle one-on-one with Chris fucking Jones. In what world do you think that's going to work, regardless of all the extra motivation you gave him prior to the game? So I think that was just pretty piss poor. Um, Bro had that ugly pick early. Uh, the second one, I don't really put on him. That was third and long. That was essentially a punt. It put on put Kansas City at like the 12 or 15-yard line. So, you know, throw it up. Hopefully T. Higgins makes a play. He was a little underthrown. I, I don't really consider that a, a bad turnover. Um, and, yeah, um, on to Mahomes, all the shit I talked last week. You know, I got to give credit where credit's due. That's something I always will do, regardless of my personal feelings about the player. Um, he played his ass off in that second touchdown, you know, stepping up in the pocket, absolute fucking rope. Mike Hilton sucks. Um, as a former Steeler, I can easily say that. He's good at literally one thing. It's the one thing cornerback shouldn't be good at, but whatever. I was thinking um, that, too. I was like, where did this myth start? 10,000. Like, where did – what country – where where did we start this rumor that Mike Hilton was ever fucking good? I know. That, honestly, like, this it's week? Like, it's the most Steelers thing ever, too, that, like – it's the same thing with Heinz Ward. It's like, oh, my God, he's the best blocking receiver of all time. Like, what does that even mean? You know, and now it's like Mike Hill. Like, oh, my God, he's the bl- best blitzing corner in the NFL. It's like, who gives a fuck? He's also the uh, king of bad throws that are just, like, overthrown that he's defending, acting like he broke it up. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, he fits perfectly for Cincinnati because Eli Apple's just as bad, if not worse. Um, but anyway, just to wrap up my, my thoughts in one uh, concise statement, I would say um, 
clearly this is the cream of the crop of the AFC right now. I mean, you can't really argue with it after two amazing games back to back AFC championships. Um, the refs, I don't think were as much of a factor as people think. Like, sure. Um, the one, the whole redo was kind of tough, but they showed the aerial view. Like the one ref was clearly blowing his whistle, trying to blow the play dead. The crowd noise, um, was insane all night. And then obviously, the unnecessary roughness by that rookie or second year guy, whatever. I know he's like 22. Um, that was a blatant call. Like, I don't get me wrong, Mahomes sold it, but like, that was going to be a penalty regardless. Completely bonehead play. Even without that 15 yards, though, I think the Chiefs would have gotten into field goal range anyway. Can't really doubt Mahomes after what he did last year with 13 seconds. So, uh, the two better teams, I think, won. Um, as much as I hate. Hate to say it, but whatever. The Super Bowl is going to be lame. Dude, no way. This is sorry to cut you off, Josh. The Christmas Kelsey Bowl. Are you fucking kidding me? The uniforms, the red and the green, and the Kelsey brothers. It's going to be a fire Super Bowl. And how can you say that when I think we would all three agree that the best two teams, I would say the best four teams in the league, genuinely made it to this weekend and now the best two teams are in the Super Bowl. So it played out the way it should have. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with that. I'm more so going with my personal feelings about both franchises. Like don't get me wrong, I have a somewhat of a soft spot for Philly, but I also am a humongous Carson Wentz defender. So I still have a bad taste in my mouth about that whole scenario. But um yeah, no, I mean I think it's well documented how I feel about Andy Reid's fat ass and Patrick Mahomes' stupid wife and stupid brother and his stupid voice. And Nick Wright. Maybe yeah, Nick I don't... Wright, honestly. If it wasn't for Nick if Nick Wright was never alive, I think I would probably really enjoy the Chiefs and just respect the hell out of them. Yeah, I would borderline be a Chiefs fan if it wasn't for Nick Wright. Yeah, exactly. But no, unfortunately there's always someone like him that exists and Colin. Yeah, I don't have much to add for what happened in the game. I will I will say this that Bengals at one point looked like they were about to win the game. They had a drive with like maybe even two drives in a row with a few third and long, third and medium conversions. It seemed like the offense wasn't going to make a mistake the rest of the night and then out of nowhere they ended the game with three punts and a pick. It was like, it was unbelievable, the the turn that happened seemingly out of nowhere. Um, in addition to that, I, I agree. I don't know that the refs played the part that the world is making it seem. I think Twitter and screenshots is really doing them a lot of injustice. Um, and outside of that, I think, yeah, we all agree the two best teams – one, I think the Super Bowl is going to be good. I don't particularly love either team, but I think it's going to be – this is what we deserve of this year, Chiefs-Eagles. Um, And then really about people – this is the thing. People need to stop trying to put people above Mahomes. It seems like everyone's just like – Everyone's saying, oh, Josh Allen's 1A, Mahomes 1B, or vice versa, either way. And then as soon as, as soon as that seems inarguable, they're like, oh, Burrow's the best quarterback in the league. It's like, 
I know, I know it's not the majority. It's a vocal minority, but let's just put that to rest. As of right now, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I he's debatably would... the best quarterback ever. Okay, that's obviously a stretch. Um, I would take Burrow over Mahomes, personally. Um, that's just a personal preference as far as how he plays the position. Um, I know you're not a quarterback wins guy, but Mahomes in, what, three of the last four Super Bowls with a chance to have two Super Bowl wins in that stretch? I mean, that's unheard of. Yeah, I'm not I'm not disputing that, but it's hard to also argue against the fact of circumstances. I mean, much of Brady's success was, you know, he had the greatest defensive mind ever coaching the other side of the ball and, you know, just being really well coached on the offensive side with, you know, guys like McDaniels. Um, I mean, he had Gronk, the Randy Moss here. I know he didn't win a ring with Randy Moss, but, like, Mahomes is obviously aided by having probably the best offensive mind in NFL history, plus having probably the best receiving tight end in NFL history, not best overall tight end, best receiving tight end. Um, you know, had Tyreek Hill for all those years. I know obviously he doesn't have him this year, but like, I think a lot of it plays into circumstances. Um, I, I think, uh, personally, like I said, I w- I'd rather have Burrow right now over my home, but I mean, just on this stage last night, Burrow and I forget the first two possessions where he was sacked like four times. After those two possessions, he was sacked one time as the best, probably the best arsenal of receivers in the league. And he managed 270 yards and two picks. Mahomes with a banged up Travis Kelsey and two receivers going down early. 300 and what 20 yards we said and two touchdowns it was he did more with less last night on on the biggest stage on the stage you have to do it he did it I know it was reported that Travis Kelsey was banging up before the game but there was zero inclination throughout that entire game and what he ended up having like 90 yards something like that yeah I mean it's definitely hard to believe but they said he almost didn't play so I mean I don't know what to believe obviously it was a back issue so who knows yeah but you know, even having him out there is such a threat. And again, having the offensive mind of Andy Reid, you know, the way they scheme people open. Um, I, I know it sounds like I'm taking away from Holmes. I'm not trying to, but I think he has a lot of the Tom Brady factors as far as, you know, what's the stability, the organization, um, and the head coach have so much to do with their overall success, um, which is why I'm not going to play the the Colin card of just saying he's debatably the best ever already. Um, I think this season, as much as I don't want to say it, uh, he probably was the best quarterback. But, um, you know, obviously last two years, you can't argue against Rodgers. Yeah, I'll uh, wrap up. I mean, statistically and winning percentage. So whether you're a wins guy or a stats guy, through his starting years, he is – Factually, the best ever. But oh yeah, sure. Of that. Yeah, but um, as far as the referees go, you guys honestly already made some good points. I really don't even need to stand up here and defend myself. If you are that mad at the refs, you are either a a Bengals fan, or you are b 
someone who didn't actually watch the game and are just reading Twitter threads, like you said, Josh. Because yeah, the screenshots are, are doing them dirty for sure. Because also, every also see people who put money on the Bengals. For you, don't forget about them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hashtag NFL rigged. But <laughs> the thing is, even the egregious, the game itself was a ref show, which no one wants to watch. So that put a bad taste in everybody's mouth to begin with. But let's not act like there weren't bad calls against the cheats, the Chiefs, where they got a um, touchdown taken away on a ticky tack holding call, and. <clears throat> they got that super soft taunting call, which took them back out of field goal range after a big play. Every egregious call that was made up, that was made against the Bengals, they got an immediate ball don't lie reaction anyway. The Chiefs went three and out after their quote unquote mulligan play. And then <clears throat> they ended up converting a third down after the intentional grounding call if you want to argue that was a bad call as well but they ended up converting on the next on that possession so the better team won and the Bengals had opportunities you know I want to take my shots at Burrow and yes he had a worse offensive line but he also was given plenty of opportunities to win that game and they couldn't get it done so yeah yeah, totally agree. You know, um, that's why I was getting really annoyed with the whole referee thing. Like, yeah, obviously the whole game started to finish was brutal. Um, but kind of like what I said at the beginning of this is that both teams had plenty of opportunities. You know, the Chiefs, Tony had the drop touchdown that led to a field goal on the first drive. That horrific holding call that took away my bet on Pacheco first touchdown scorer. Um, and then also kind of piggybacking off what you said, Sherm, as far as, you know, Mahomes, he had to deal with his own adversity as far as air quotes, ankle sprain, and his receivers going down. Burrow had to deal with having, you know, a patchwork offensive line. So got to get credit to the Chiefs, and that's probably the last time I'll ever say that ever. Yeah, I don't remember Kadarius Tony dropping a touchdown. We don't, don't talk about that. Unfortunately, I do remember that took off my Kadarius Tony first touchdown bet. So there you go, Jay. We both lost one there. True. By yeah. by, not, well, I don't remember it. I mean, I'll never sleep again. Yeah. Also, I did have the over in that game with a pretty sizable monetary value attached to it. So super stoked that. Literally, all I needed was one of those drives to be a touchdown instead of a field goal, and the over, the original over of 45 and a half would have hit. So that was pretty chill as well. Also, let's just legalize taunting in the NFL. They're all grown men, especially by offensive linemen. Let's by anyone, if if you get if you get toasted, you should be able to. The receiver should be able to tell the cornerback about it, and vice versa. If you get locked down, you deserve to hear about it. There's just no consistency either. Like, Jair Alexander can literally gritty in Justin Jefferson's face, but our fat offensive lineman on the Chiefs, I don't even know what he was doing. But it Borderline it, looked like he was just happy, and then I, he, uh, I, I, <laughs> I called for a penalty. And Sam Hubbard definitely did point at the refs and fucking ask for the call, which is soft as shit, but I mean... 
Hey, it happens. All right, anything else about these two games? Um, only other thing I have is Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes have the two most punchable faces in the entire NFL. Yeah, I would agree, honestly. Ooh, Josh Allen's up there for me, but that would probably be the top three. Maybe we can. Yeah, I mean, all three of all three of them do, to be honest. You know who doesn't have a punchable face and has the biggest hands in NFL history? Kenny Pickett. His face is kind of punchable. Steelers twelve and five next year. Next segment. <laughs> well, that's actually all we had. I think uh, next Monday we're going to go over the you know Super Bowl preview. Any headlines that come up? Just to note right now, it's Eagles minus two is the early line. And the over-under set at 49.5. Where is this one? It's in Arizona. Oof. That will affect my betting. <laughs> and, yeah. Mahomes indoors could be a factor. Yeah, more on this next week.